Well, welcome everybody who's <clears throat> tuned in uh, live today or seeing us uh, sometime in the future. Um, as we have this miraculous thing called the internet where what we do today can actually stay on the internet for, I don't know, it looks like forever at this point. So <laughs> I imagine someone 50 years from now when both you and I are gone and they're looking at this and I, I would imagine people are still gonna be talking about the same issues that we talk about on the show. Uh, exactly, because we're Natasha, all human. Right, yeah, what Natasha and I try to do from a layman's standpoint here in a sense is uh, talk about uh, the dance of the soul, which is what we call the show. And it's about how we can um, get through uh, these difficult obstacles we have and this learning curve that we all seem to have as far as learning how to be more loving and kind and compassionate people. Um, Natasha and I have a certain set of skills. Uh, we, we approach the same problems, but we have different set of skills that each of us has that uh, we're able to um, help people uh, quite a bit because of just of our life experience and because of the professions that we have. Um, mine learned and Natasha seemed to be born with the skill, but she's had to learn, <laughs> right? She's had to learn how to use the skill, you know, that exactly. way. Exactly. Uh, as her being an intuitive medium. Uh, me, um, I'm a certified uh, therapist uh, and facilitator with the Newton Institute. And um, we found a way that we uh, help people reach a really, my clients, I help them reach a really deep state of a trance, which most people can, can uh, reach. And in that state, we found a way for people to expand their awareness to the other side, to the afterlife, to heaven, whatever you, know, you might call that what exists beyond here. And um, uh, we've done this with about 70,000 people so far. Um, and um, what this um, experience helps people do is to get a great big, bigger picture of why they're here on earth uh, what their mission is. Um, they, they realize that they're not alone, that uh, everybody has uh, somebody assigned to them. You could call it an angel, a guide, uh, just a benevolent being that's uh, usually assigned to us uh, or has agreed to kind of work with us from the other side. And uh, we've learned hundreds of things now after 70,000 recorded cases of what happens when you get to the other side and what you do while you're there until you decide whether you want to come back again. Um, biggest thing we've discovered is that we're actually created over there. We're just down here visiting, you know, to learn certain things. Um, but sometimes um, in the human body, we, we, we feel we've bitten off a little more than we can chew. And um, that's when we run into difficulties. And so what we're going to be doing today is talking about forgiveness. But before we do that, Natasha, uh, just tell them a little bit about what you do for uh, the people listening. Well, to make it a simple term, I'm a psychic medium, and I call myself a personal awareness life coach. And the personal awareness is how does these interactions that you are doing, you know, the synchronicities, the, the um, I'm going to call it the traumas and the dramas with no, like, funniness about that, because we do have traumas, and we do have the drama that comes from the traumas. Because if we're having a conversation with someone and it triggers one of those traumas, it turns into drama, you know. So it's one of those dances that we do. And I love to support people coming into why is this happening to me so that we can get. And I've had people say, you know, I love how you 
weaved whatever was happening in my life into one kind of like, oh, that's the bigger picture of why this is all happening. Because a lot of people like to separate out, you know, conversation with dad, conversation with, you know, boss, conversation, but it all weaves together. And I love, people say I have a unique skill in weaving that together to make it more about what is happening now. And I was just having a conversation with someone this morning and she says, you know, Natasha, you have this way of just being in the moment and seeing the the littlest thing, like the ladybug, and then you have the balloon that's going by in the background, and you have the awareness of seeing all that happening at the same time, and you know, being in the now and and doing the work. And so, if I'm doing the work with you, I know I have a perspective on how to negotiate it when you go through it. And so, I love to help people through that, and that's that personal awareness life coach that I like to do. And so, I I love to give help people through sessions and, and negotiate. And you can reach me at angelicclarifications.com. I know we're all being triggered right now. Um, there's a lot of things going on. We're all being triggered being um, uh, with, you know, reacting instead of interacting because we're all tired. We're all wrung out. And it seems like, when is this going to end? And Mercury's going into retrograde right now, as it does every three times a year, you know, we're coming into solstice. We're coming in. And that's what my show is going to be about on Wednesday, same time, same station, four o'clock Pacific time would be, um, uh, it will be about the solstice and this doorway with the new moon. Cause we're having a new moon at the same time with the Christmas and then the new year. And then Mercury's still in retrograde through all that process. So it's like, what are we supposed to do with all this? How are we yeah. supposed to negotiate all this and get triggered being with the families if we're with them? And if not, how are we getting triggered being alone because we're not with families. And, you know, there's this dance of the breath in, breath out. And, you know, that's why we're wanting to work with today the the language of forgiveness. Because we've been on a, um, if you go back to the last three shows, it's been about acceptance, trust, and surrender. Not in that order. I've, you know, it all happened in a different order. But yet you go back to those shows and it set us up for how do we negotiate? Hi, Kate. Um, uh, Hi, Kate. Hi, Kate. Yeah. Uh, you, you stayed up for us again, did you? Thank you very much. We're talking about forgiveness because, you know, the, that's the dance of forgiveness doesn't necessarily happen like a well it can happen with a switch but yet at the same time a lot of time it's a, it's a process and and that's the thing is it's not a necessarily forgiveness has nothing to do with saying anything was okay okay but it's that kind of coming back to us how does that work us being okay yeah and that's what uh, Regan and I want to talk about is how do we make ourselves okay and forgiveness is a big piece of it yeah, as a, I have a regular therapy practice also, as you'll see if you go to visit the afterlife too. And a lot of my clients that um, the things that we're talking about today for some people um, is just they think it's too far out there or something and they want to deal with things just in a regular down to what they call down to earth way. And there's some great uh, technologies now that we have um, that, you know, I work with a lot of PTSD, people with fears and phobias. Uh, but the, I would say the predominating thing of most of my clients that either come to me for the spiritual therapy or regular is a lot of the problems that they have has to do, I would say that's probably the most predominant thing is has to do something with forgiveness. 
you know, a parent who's wronged them when they were a child or, you know, uh, a lover that they had or a husband or wife <clears throat> um, that hurt them deeply. And um, that's caused from that hurt and everything that they've had from receiving that has just caused them to dismantle themselves in a way, you know, where they, and so what we try to do is, uh, Natasha and I try to help you see things from a, a bigger perspective mm -hmm. uh, that way so that you can, um, uh, you know, uh, change your, <clears throat> change your, uh, I would say reframe, <clears throat> reframe the incidents that's happened to you and look at it from a, a big perspective of what there is to learn um, mm -hmm. from it. Um, and yeah. also to, <clears throat> to look at, uh, okay. Kate says, go ahead. Oh, it says, love the lessons you teach each week and knowing how I can better my experiences as a human. Oh, thank you, Kate. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a gift. And, and that's a comment that Kate made for those on podcasts later, you know, the, yeah. the, you know, we're all, you know, negotiating something and I don't, you know, you can have the best life and something has happened to bring a trigger in. And if you yeah. haven't yet, you will. Uh, it, it's just called life. I know that some people have a better life young and then, then they pay their dues later and some pay their dues early and pay later. And, and, you know, sometimes like my child, my oldest child, you know, he's come into this life, you know, I, he just has the language that this one's going to be with more grace and ease than he's had in many lifetimes because he's just being an observer. You know, his, mm -hmm. his, his soul just had an observant moment and, and half of that is his perspective because he doesn't get riled like a lot of people do. I mean, he, he's, his coworkers have even said, Scott, how do you negotiate that? He says, there's yeah. a problem. I didn't know that there was a problem. I saw somebody was upset, but was there a problem? I don't know. I just did my own thing <laughs> you know, yeah. half the time. Some some of us have a, a built-in um, talent or something sometimes for uh, in arguments to see both sides of a situation where some people can only see one side. Uh, it, it, that has to do, I know with me, I'm an Enneagram 9, which is peacemaker, which just means that some, the way I've been created or the software that I have in me, uh, I'm uh, able sometimes more than others, not as good as some other people, but I'm able to kind of see a situation and go, hey, wait a minute here and look at it more of the sides. things. Yeah, I mean, I still get my feelings hurt sometimes. I still feel offended by people and I've had to go through this forgiveness thing, but um, not, not as much as others that I see sometimes, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I, I actually get in trouble doing that. I People always go, would you quit giving another perspective? Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I, I see another side, you know, it's like yeah. if, if, you know, somebody's upset, it's like, I almost see their little kid, you know, they're in, cause we all have an inner child in us yeah. and that inner child gets triggered a lot. And sometimes I see that inner child, you know, just being, you know, has been beaten up most of their life and kind of saying, I just want something to go right, you know? Yeah. And I, so I see that and I'm like going, well, they're kind of feeling like nothing goes right for them. And, and the other person's like, well, it doesn't go right for me either. You know, it's like, yeah. Um, <laughs> and um, here's the big one that, get shocked some people when I ask my clients, I say, would your perspective on the situation change if you 
found out that you had planned or chose before you came down in this body to go through this hardship that you're going through right now? How would your perspective change just by knowing that? You know, some people go, oh, I would have never chosen. Who would have chosen to be, you know, to, to, to be treated so mean in their life or anything like that? Molested or, things, or, or you know, abusive parents or whatever yeah. it was. And, and um, you know, in the research that we do at the Newton Institute, when we have people on the other side and they ask about their problems, frequently they all of a sudden come face to face with the fact that when they decided to come down here, they, they chose that they would pick a life where they would be uh, ha have some very difficult issues to deal with. Um, and once they realize that and they go, whoa, I chose this. And then they then there's then they once they accept that, then they begin to open up the possibilities for, um, you know, there's always a purpose for going through things. And then it's like, you know, what am I learning from this? You know, a big one, like people that have abuse done to them, uh, just learning to forgive. I mean, that can be take many lifetimes sometimes to go through to have, actually learn how to truly forgive. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, um, sometimes, uh, you know, that's the uh, that's the yeah. reason. So even just that alone, if you just put that possible, so, this, so, so that means our soul contracts determine everything we go through in life. I would, I would say, say not everything, not everything. No, I would say that it, let's say if we, um, Regan, if I can speak, thank you. Yes. That, um, that if we have a contract, we come in with the idea, okay, I'm going to go through a hard struggle. And so the, the language might be, I'm going to go through a very hard struggle. So I learn how to, to, um, own and stand up in the midst of everything, you know, there's that, that practice, I'm going to just stand in my own power. I'm going to learn that whatever happens outside of me, it doesn't determine who's inside of me. So I'm going to learn to walk through a hard struggle. Now that might be the language is a hard struggle, but what might come out in the human form is an alcoholic parent or an abuse situation or, um, you know, a very hard boss or something like that. So us being human, we have the human aspect where, you know, I'm going to go through, you know, contract going into, to, um, to, um, have a struggle yet at the same time though, we may not in the, if we were really thinking about it, would we choose to have an ab abusive parent being an alcoholic or, or physical abuse? No, we wouldn't. Yet at the same time, though, the language is there. Like for me, part of my life choice in this lifetime was to shine my light no matter what was going to happen. That I was here to shine my light, be my, my um, higher self, my human higher self, no matter what was coming on. So I've had scenarios in my life that tried to damper me, you know, um, some scenarios that came forth and, and that kind of stuff. So I hope that helps a little bit that it's not necessarily what has happened, but look at the theme of what is happening to get maybe what you were supposed to learn from that. Yeah. It's like when we, when we decide to come down and be born from the research we found, we have a template uh, of what we hope to accomplish and what will happen, but because of free choice, free will, and and all of the all of the thousands of things that can happen, sometimes um, there's things that happen to us that are unexpectedly, you know, 
difficult for us. But uh, when we learn the same principles of love and forgiveness, even those new things that that mm -hmm. happen, um, we're able to deal with a lot better because they're they're still in the same category, you know, in yes. that way. Yes. Um, so Kate says again, um, could negative experiences also be negative karma being wrong yeah. doing in past life? I would say yes. Yeah. And it's not necessarily wrongdoing for us. It might be that we did wrong for somebody else and they're repelling or re repaying us for what we've done. I know that my husband and I in this lifetime are cleaning up our contract. We actually started a new contract this lifetime because of the, the dit to dat, to dit to dat, to dit to dat that yeah. goes on in past lives that we've accomplished. And it was time for us to say, this is where we're going to start. We're going to start with a cleaner slate, karmatic wise. Yeah, I know. I'll give that example. I did in one other program we did some over the last two years, but it's it's such a good way to, to demonstrate this um, uh, how this works with the karma thing. There was a, a a man that I knew who really nice man, very spiritual in this lifetime, just you know just a very kind person, and they had a new person that showed up to work, and from the moment that man walked in the door and he saw him, he started feeling feelings of hating this person. And because he's a good person, he couldn't, it was hard to him to deal with this because every time that guy would come, this other man would come to work and he'd see him, he would, for no reason, he would just feel like he wanted to punch the guy, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, he did a spiritual exercise and in the dream, in the dream state, which in his teaching, he was open to being taught in the dream state. Um, he um, so had this vision where he was a, he went to a past life actually where he was, uh, I, I picture it like working on the pyramids or something where thousands of slaves are working. And he saw where this, this he saw this man who of course looked different in their lifetime, but he recognized him as this man who was coming into work. But in that dream in this past life, that man had uh, buried him alive, you know, uh, as one of the slaves. And uh, so now when he, when he woke up in that, he goes, oh, now I know why I hate this man. That man buried me alive, that SOB. Boom, boom, boom. But of course, now he's starting to feel guilty about that. He says, now I know why I hate this man. But being a spiritual man, again, he asked for more help. Later on in the week, he had the second part to that, uh, or he had a second dream. And in that dream, he saw him actually murder that other man. So in other words, it was like you're saying, the tit for tat, tit for tat, tit for tat kind of thing, life after life. And he realized now that he was more spiritual, that it was time to him to let the buck stop here, you know, to not continue this. If he hadn't been aware, something might have happened in this life where he ended up, you know, killing that other man for some reason or or hurting him really, really bad. But and he that's was how aware. karma keeps going back and forth. Right. Is we, we, we don't know why, but we get angry at each other. So we want to learn to let it stop here and now anytime we have this. And, and part of that is forgiving other people, you know, for uh, trespasses. Uh, you know, yeah. that was, that's the Lord's Prayer, right? Forgive mm -hmm. us, the people who have trespassed against us. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Or uh, the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I can. So Kate um, continues, and then there's another comment here. Um, that's so crazy. All these years later, and the connection, it was still there. It It's a connection. I know I just went through a major um, clearing of a lot of past lives back to even when I was, cause I, I have an, a um, remembrance of being plunked or taken from the greater power and, um, 
and it's just a bright light and love, you know, but I, I, since that time, I know that my soul has had to do some work. And so I went back and I cleared all those lifetimes and, you know, as a blanket healing. And it's been amazing what has happened in this lifetime. It's even changed the personal relationships that I'm in now. Um, so um, this is Sue, I think um, that she's coming in. Um, I know Hi, I've, mm -hmm. So I've, I know I've uh, um, shared many lifetimes with one soul who in this life was abusive, but in the other lives, I've been very violent towards him. We've gone back and forth many lifetimes. Yeah. Many times. Yes. And that's the thing is, is that this is the lifetime. This one right now, I don't know how many times I'm witnessing this. This is the lifetime, lifetime. to clear up karma we don't have any more karma it's us that thinks that we have karma just like you know it, it, and so that's where that part of us that wants to be um cleaned up and cleared out that's why regan and i are talking about the basics here the trust the surrender the acceptance and now forgiveness because uh um and you know she says um you know, she, she's done a lot of work to heal it. Um, I've, her, I've healed it and we've, we're done. Yes. And that's oh, the thing is, yeah, yeah. It, that, it, and I've witnessed this over the last several years of her doing the work to do it. And it takes sometimes emotional work. Uh, could these connections continue for um, lifetimes? Eternal if, lifetimes. If forgiveness yep. is not given. You know what? Um this is the thing about forgiveness. And, and so we're going to start continuing on this conversation here for a few minutes. So if we don't grab your comments, it, we're, we're wanting to move forward on this conversation that, you know, this, the forgiveness, it takes one side, one side to shift the energy, because if we shift the energy, the energy gets shifted. And I can tell you that, I, and I, you know, I was having a conversation with my loving husband last night and he says, you know what, my spirituality has grown because of you, you know, and, and I do my walk while I'm talking, you know, it's like if, if you, if somebody's dealing with um, something, I know that I've either witnessed it or walked it. And if I haven't walked in this lifetime, I've walked it in another lifetime. So with that, that, um, that going forward and moving forward, that it takes one person to hold the space, hold the space for change to happen. I know for me, I rewrote my contract with my husband. And, and if anybody wants to rewrite contracts with someone, set up a session because I know how to rewrite contracts. Cause I know that when I rewrote my contract with my husband, who was an alcoholic since he was 14 and I had to do some deep work with wanting a different life with a man. I didn't say I wanted it with him. I wanted a man. So then I cleaned up and brought it to neutrality. And then when I went to that rewriting that contract that I held the space after I, I burnt the paper and, and I did my ceremony that when I did that, it, it was up to me to hold the space that, you know, when he was upset and I would hold, I would say in my soul, you're not going to talk to me anymore like that. Now, sometimes I couldn't do it physically, but I could do it spiritually and emotionally. I'm done being talked to like that. And 
when we start holding space for healing, then that negotiation can happen because of the fact that, and then the, the forgiveness can happen and the healing can happen. Cause I know for me that I was pretty much an emotionally abused wife when he was drinking because he was drunk basically by seven o'clock every night. And, you know, it wasn't necessarily that I chose that, but it's what karmic hammer up for me to work on. But there again is how can I hold light through this process and holding the light for the healing was able to negotiate. How can we change things? Cause it, there would be times where I'd sit there and go, Nope, that was then this is now. I'm releasing and I'm forgiving what happened because we are now here. And and it took me having mantras, me having just the statement saying, stop, that was then, this is now. And even stay saying that statement, stop, that this it was then, this is now, that is actually a form of saying, I forgive, because we're allowing the past to shift and be released for what it was a teaching moment instead of what it is now and i know for me that that a lot of times my mind likes to interact with repeating patterns and i'm i'm all for you know remembering because i want to go well it's better now it's changed to now but there again is that that holding the space to negotiate what we're going through right now and sometimes i have to say we have to say stop that was then this is now. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, one of the things I think is the key to forgiveness is, um, is learning to see the humanity of the others who uh, affected us. You know, um, it, it's like, you know, we tried to do that. I noticed that the other day when they were sentencing some young man for something awful that he did. And, um, when they were going through the sentencing phase, they had a lot of witnesses that came up and they talked about the uh, early severe abuse that this young man had suffered in his life. And the judge took that into consideration when he gave him the sentence and actually gave him a little, he didn't forgive him for, you know, what he, <laughs> we're talking about forgiveness. The judge just said, well, you've got to pay because you've done this, but the sentence was much lighter than it could have been when they realized the circumstances this person had gone through. You know, so many people, especially when it's parents, you know, when I have clients whose parents have abused them in some sort have been very difficult for them. <clears throat> and when they're older and all of a sudden some things come out about their parents' childhoods or the way they were abused growing up, it gives them a, you know, they'll go, ah, oh, that's why my mom was so, uh, was so damaged and why mm -hmm. she damaged me and it, again it's it doesn't forgive what they did or it doesn't mean that what they did to you uh should be uh not important but it it means that you kind of understand and when you understand something in your heart happens sometimes and you begin to forgive i think sometimes or at least to a certain degree don't you think so natasha i i really think so and that's the thing that you know, going back to me living through an alcoholic husband that I, I had an understanding that, you know, he started drinking when he was 12 or 14 years old. And so, you know, just like for me, when there's a trauma that happens to me, you know, my little girl, my inner child really struggles with what is going on. And a lot of times 
that's the part of us that stays in in hurt and in pain you know if we've had um and so with with my husband i understand that there's some trauma that happened to him when he was 12 and so you know even today i hold space for that 12 year old young man inside of him to to heal just like for me in the last three weeks that there was um my little girl inside of me has never had a voice or the, whenever I had a voice was stifled. The only person that would really listen to my my voice was my dad, and and my mom within reason, you know. And so with that, that that you know, going through that pain and that that ache, that my my fire in me, my little girl was finally having a voice, and she was hard. She was like, I don't want to do that right now. You know, it's like this voice was coming out of me that it was like wow but she needed some healing done she needed to forgive and to negotiate there's another word with forgiveness negotiate what has happened to her in many lifetimes of not having a voice because i understand that my soul has an inner child just as well as my lifetime now and so with that that they were both ganging up on me in this lifetime right now the last couple of weeks and it was kind of interesting how I had anger in me that I've never had but I had tools to negotiate it and sometimes when I was going to somebody I chose love and kindness on top of it because that I, I was able to put just a little bit of an icing on it or a band-aid on it just enough to get me through to get back out to the car and to scream you know because my inner child needed a voice because she was having a hard time negotiating everybody that hung me for having a voice or sliced off my head for having a voice or or um, took me in as a slave because I had a voice or whatever it was or I chose to have an alcoholic husband who stifled my language. You know, and had two, you know, he, he's a double Leo. So he's got two lions that roar, you know, and me being a, a double crab, you know, sometimes I would choose to go under a rock instead of having a voice. So for me, learning to have a voice has been very healing. And, and it's actually helped me forgive a lot of things because I'm actually starting to have this voice. And, and that's part of the negotiation is, is if we're having problems with having something that happened as a, as a younger child, that we do go in and, and, and sit with that younger part of us. And, and like for me, the last couple of weeks, I've had to sit down and, and have a conversation with her. I'm grateful you have a voice now, but please remember that we can't just scream and yell at anybody because they're not the ones that did it to us. But we gotta be careful, we gotta negotiate this. So I'll let you have a voice, but we're gonna have to learn when to have a voice. You know, and and there again is is that understanding of life and that kind of stuff. And I, you know, Regan, I wanna take a little snippet here. I'm gonna take a little squirrel moment here. Okay. And we have these numbers that up here says like, now we have five viewers. I want you to know that we have sometimes much more and the logistics of what, what comes through technology isn't always true. So I want to take a stop here and say, thank you all that are interacting and who are listening because we do, Regan and I, that is the reason why we're here is to, to, 
um, help want to help you negotiate your life a little bit better because we're coming into this time where you know like i was listening to my astrologer and she does uh something called human design and all there's a lot of gates that are triggered the, the next two weeks to and there's a couple of planets that are sitting in in um these gates too that are going to help us last until into next year is about forgiveness and so it's funny how the universe says, Natasha, can you speak about forgiveness when actually there's certain gates, there's certain opportunities, there's certain planets set up for us to be in a forgiveness opportunity. And so yeah. how do we negotiate that? And we're right now talking about ourselves. How do we negotiate ourselves for um, for those things? And so I, I think I'm going to do this real quick because there was something that um, I think... Uh, that Sue was saying, um, forgiveness doesn't excuse behavior. It's, it sets uh, the heart free. Yes. Yeah. It's a, some, um, uh, Patty told me today when I told her we were talking about forgiveness, P Patty's my significant other who I love deeply. Um, <laughs> Magical she, woman. Yes. Uh, Just like my husband says, is. She says, um, sometimes uh, it, it's like a, a person taking poison themselves and expecting the, another person to die <laughs> you know that's how bad it's like you're poisoning yourself when mm -hmm. you can't forgive somebody you know and we have all this hatred um <clears throat> one thing we, we learned in, again in hypnotherapy college on how the mind works and this happened to so many people and this reframing sometimes it only takes a moment for someone to reframe something and a problem can go away that has to do with forgiveness and that's uh, an example was um a client of mine um, uh, told me that when she was young, her, her older sister uh, destroyed one of her dolls. And now they're in their, I don't know, 50s, early 60s. They're at Thanksgiving dinner and that comes up again. And they begin yelling and screaming at each other, how they hate each other and everything. And you know, it was all because you, you stole my doll, you know, and, or broke my mm -hmm. doll and whatever. <clears throat> well, she felt she began to start thinking like, what was I doing? What was I doing here? I am 60 years old and I'm still hating my sister <laughs> and haven't forgiven her for her, my doll when I was young. Well, see, part of when, when you have a, to a little girl, when that happened, that was a trauma because that was something that was precious to her. And, you know, that was something that, that really hurt her deeply when her sister did that. But as she grew up, part of her subconscious remained that same age. Mm -hmm. and so and there's that little that inner child I was that talking inner about child. right so that that inner child had never grown up and so all I had to have her do is to reframe it says okay now imagine you're in that room as a bystander and you're watching that older sister you know and you're seeing that she breaks that doll um, <clears throat> now look at yourself as that little girl and and how do you feel that 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 little five or six year old right now he wants to punch out her sister at age 60 something because of that little incident. And she goes, oh, come on, that would be silly. And I said, well, what you just did in viewing it that way is you updated your software so that you look at that incident from who you are now, mm -hmm. not keep looking at it of who you were when you were that little kid, you know, sometimes. And sometimes that's all it takes. It's just, uh, it's, it's like, it's part of like NLP, you know, that neuro linguistic programming. It's how you decide to, um, uh, you know, reframe things, or if you just look at it, you look at the same situation with more information and in how you can let go of things, you know, mm -hmm. that way.
you know. So anyway, she laughed about it. And finally, I think she's over it now. But, you know, it, it triggered when something came up about that. And, and she's here having this argument. Part of her's seeing herself have this argument. And the other part of her's going, what are you doing? Because it's all, you know, like everything. That, but that, exactly. That, but that shows how our minds can be and how we can be stuck. So sometimes you just need to stop for a moment, look at it with more information, look at it from a mature person who you are now, not from when it happened 10 years, 20, 30, 40 years ago, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, you can really just get rid of a lot of things that way by just set, you know, saying, hey, let me look at that. Let me look at that from the wisdom that I have gained since that time, you know. Exactly, uh, exactly. Because I, and that's an, that I use imagery a lot in my knowing. I'm very, I'm a very imagery person, and so what I picture myself doing is um, being on a um, a hillside. You know, if you think of a mountainside, and there's a road. One road goes up, and road one road kind of stays level, and sometimes goes a little bit down, right? And you're at this T or the the crossroads, the Y of these two roads, and you have a scenario that happened. And you have something, I'm going to call it, um, let's say, uh, someone um, someone yelled at me today. And that experience stuck with, that, the, that memory stuck. Okay. So now we can, t- we can continue on on this path and stay in that story. This person did this to me. And that's going down that lower road or the even road, right? We're staying in the story. Or we can go to the upper path. This is the story of why it happened. Go into why. Oh, that person really had a, you know, that person, I just found out. Um, uh, got in a car accident earlier that day and is so upset and doesn't know how to express their emotions. And so now I'm up on the upper path going, okay, it doesn't make it right that they yelled at me, but I can have an understanding. And, you know, the lessons that I'm learning from this is to actually say, you know what, I'm going to stop you right here because, you know, and this is something that you can practice, you know, in this experience, you know, I'm, I'm sorry that you're having a, uh, you know, that you're having a rough moment. I'm going to, I'm going to have to stop you because right now I'm, I know that this is not going to lead to a better conversation. And so I'm going to leave for a minute, let you breathe and I'll come back and visit with you. Yeah. You know, and that's that higher start or you go look back a year later to a scenario and you go, oh, that is what happened. You know, like me with going through the years of my mom with Lou Gehrig's disease, right? That that happened a while ago. Instead of staying in the story of, well, my mom got Lou Gehrig's disease. I had a new and then I had to buy four house, uh, buy another house, and then I had to move. Then my husband changed jobs, and then and, and you know, I didn't stay in the story. I stayed in the oh, that experience. You know what that experience did to me? It really cracked me out of who I was. I used to be a really shy person. Now I'm learning how to be a person. And so going up into the the reasons why gives that opportunity for forgiveness to happen. Because if we stay in the story, we're going to stay in the in the the circle, the the dog chasing its tail moment of of um, of being in that experience. And it's hard to forgive when we're in that dog chasing its tail scenario. Yeah. You know? Well, you know, a lot of people too will, they'll say, uh, have you, you, have you forgiven that person? They go, oh yeah, I've forgiven them. Well, there's, there's, uh, 
there's certain little tests you can give to yourself sometimes to see if you've really forgiven a person. And one of them is, have you let go of that feeling like you you hope that that person who you dislike has actually failed at something or something bad happened to them? You know, because a lot of times what people, they think they've forgiven someone and then somebody will get in a crash or something happened. They'll go, good for them. You know, they deserve it or something, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, that just means you haven't actually forgiven them. So when you can think of that other person who's transgressed against you and not have a little feeling like you wish they would, you know, get sick and die kind of feeling or that something bad would happen to them because of something they did to you. Uh, if, if, if you're still thinking or wishing that on them, you haven't truly forgiven them. You know, that's mm-hmm. a sign that you need to do more work. You know, um, uh, I have my, my relatives that are here right now are very, uh, very ones, um, you know, Catholic and the, uh, her husband is more, I don't want to say Pentecostal or more, you know, um, you know, Protestant that way. Uh, but um, both of them are just beautiful human beings and, and they live kind of by being kind and, and, and that sort of thing. Well, I remember in the Bible when, when Jesus was asked, uh, well, how many you know, how many times do I need to forgive this person? And Jesus said something like 700 times seven, you know, so. Because um, the pro- things always circle process. back around to make sure that you've done it. Life yeah. circles around to say, oh, oh, yeah, no, I think there's another thread I need to kind of <laughs> negotiate with. It just means, and so in other words, Jesus was saying is that, um, it's difficult. It's a human thing that we have to do. But the thing, don't, don't feel bad about yourself if you still have a little unforgiveness in there. As long as you're in the process and you're trying to do something, you know, to, um, you know, to let go or to, you're you're moving along the road of forgive, forget, forgiveness. And before I forget, too, one of the all-time good books uh, and people that have read forgiveness books, um, one of the all-time good books is called Forgive for Good. And it's by Fred Luskin, L-U-S-K-I-N. And uh, it was, he's a researcher and doing all the studies on, on the how not forgiving the, the things that it causes yourself. And they go even into all these health studies. Mm-hmm. And they'll show how people that um, have a hard time forgiving people have a lot more health issues than people Heart that, problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. digestive and, problems and 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 actually like headaches and that kind of stuff. Yeah, so it's a really good book to read. And even if you read it and you go, "Man, I got to get going here," because uh, you know I've got to, I've got for myself. You know, I don't want to make myself sick here. So it's good a motivation for people just to see what the benefits are of forgiveness on your human health. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's called Forgive for Good. And it's it's sold a million copies. I just saw them the other day. They have some on used books for like four or five bucks, even because there's enough of them out there in circulation. So uh, uh-huh. read it and uh, and begin to forgive. You know. And and right now it's four 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 our time. And Katie asked about numbers earlier, and and so oh, it's four 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 our time. And that's that's a magical number of angels are really with us. But like she like Katie said that you know sometimes <laughs> it's harder to forgive ourselves. Oh, good more point. than it is to forgive others, and yes. that's that's a tricky one, um, especially you know if we've done wrong towards somebody, and yeah, you know, and that's one thing that I I really use this statement, 
And it doesn't make it okay, but it puts it in the perspective of where I was. And that's the thing is, is that a lot of times we have the perception that we look back on something and we've had a couple of years of experience and we look back on another, on something that we did and and it's like we didn't know better to do better. So this statement is something that my dad told me when I was very young. You know, at this minute in time, at let's say age five, we know what to do like a five-year-old. But when we look back on that moment when we're 10, we wish as a 10-year-old we would have done something different as a five-year-old. Yeah. But we can't because we were only five and we only knew what a five-year-old would could do. Right. So with that, 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 that right there gives a different understanding of where we're at. And sometimes when we're looking back at our, our childhood, or we're looking back at a triggered teenager, or we're looking back at a triggered um, scenario, because let's say it was habit, you know, like, let's say we come from a family that only screams and yells. And then I had a, you know, we go into another situation with a friend and we screamed and yelled at them. And it's hard to forgive ourselves for doing that. But the pattern we had was to scream and yell. And so until we know better to do better, we, 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 and that's where Regan and I, if you talk about having a perspective, you know, look at where we're at when things happen, really look at who we were, who we were like when I was um, taking care of my mom, I was a new mom. I had a four-year-old. I had to sell two houses and buy one, you know, and, and, you know, I just lost my father four years before that. So I was still in grief and my hormones were wanky. So when I was taking care of my mom with O'Garrick's disease, do you think I was my better self? How could I be my perfect self? How could I be my most rested, most uh, aware self? How could I be myself that I am now? Plus, I'm not a caregiver. I'm a giver of care. I am far from being a caregiver. I couldn't even take my mom potty. I couldn't even feed her. It, It took my husband to do that. I think that's why the universe gave me a baby at the same time. You know, because I could feed my baby, but I couldn't feed my mom. Because yeah. I'm just, I'm not a caregiver, and and that's why I only have two children. Because I'm just not a caregiver. You know, I'm a giver of care. So with that, that that going forward, we have to really look at who we are, and if we can really take that loving look, that loving look. I'm not going to say that what we did was all right, but it was like ah, I couldn't have done any better than I did, could I? Ouch. Ouch. Yeah. And then I say, please forgive me. And I just say that out loud. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. And I don't say it to anybody. I just say it out loud when I'm, especially when I'm thinking about that moment, because like I was just putting myself back when I did something with, um, as, um, to the, to, in that scenario. And I'm just asking, please forgive me. I'm sorry. Now, if, if anything that helps to, 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 because energy has a ripple effect. A scenario or a, a, a situation has a ripple effect of energy. And so if we can say, I'm sorry, I please forgive me, it helps to settle that that ripple effect, that energy ripple to a calmer place. Yeah. I had a client uh, one time, just a beautiful soul she was. Um, 
and I was helping her or doing traditional therapy with her and um, doing the, the tapping, the EFT, which works miracles, you know, mm-hmm. tapping these different points and it heals your post-traumatic stress from something. She had just had a baby and she was going through that um, postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. Um, and her husband was getting upset with her that she was only taking care of the baby and not doing the other things around the house and everything. And she, so they're sitting at the table and he starts yelling and screaming at her because he feels his needs aren't being met and she's just a mess emotionally. Well, just out of frustration, she takes a coffee cup and throws it at him and it, it hits him and it, it, he ends up losing an eye, you know, from that. Ouch. And yeah, imagine just how you would f- feel just because it was just that everybody has that frustration where they just, they're in a bad way and someone doesn't understand them. And so you can certainly understand her frustration and everything. And she just grabbed it and just threw it just to get him to stop or something. Um, and um, when I had her, I tr- during this, in this tapping, you know, she was saying something like, you know, even though, even though I caused my husband who I love to lose his left eye, you know, uh, I love and accept myself. Oh boy. She couldn't, you know, that's when she just broke down and just cried and cried and cried. She says, I can't say that. I can't say that Mm -hmm. because I hate myself for doing that. So what we did, we worked around that a little bit. And I said, well, now as you're tapping these different points, as we're releasing this energy that you have over that, I want you to just say, and I, I said to her to say this as even though, even though in a, in a fit of anger, I threw a cup and caused my husband to lose his left eye. I might be able to say someday, maybe in the future, maybe in the future, I can say that I love and accept myself. Well, that was an opening. It kind of cracked that opening saying that maybe someday she could say that. Well, I just working with her by the end of that session, even though she was tearing still, she could just say, you know, even though I caused my husband to lose his eye, I, 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 love and accept myself and mm-hmm. and the next session we went through it was wonderful she was able to to you know look at herself like you were saying natasha look at the situation you know she just had the baby she was uh you know a psychiatrist would say she's mentally unstable right now because of this what's causing to her body right now and having to take that abuse from her un, un, un understanding husband that way that had no compassion for what she was going through or was feeling very unloved at that time because maybe yeah. his love language was touch feel and 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 she and couldn't service. provide that right and she couldn't feel that and that's the yeah. thing and i want to stop this because regan and i take the confidentiality of our clients very personally right. and he was using a big metaphor so yeah. i know that this client that he's talking about is a gentleman <laughs> And it was not a cup. So um, because we've talked a little bit quietly behind scenes about this person. And so I want you to know that that we are we're using these scenarios because these are real applications. There's case histories. Case histories. Change change things a little bit. Right. You change things a little bit so that, you know, because confidentiality, confidentiality for us as clients is huge and so um we want to honor that so i wanted to make that clear yeah, because thanks. Thanks because you were telling that story very good and it sounded pretty close so it was one of those yeah. things that i just wanted to well, give that that what understanding we're just trying to say is how hard it is for us to forgive ourselves and yes. the key uh and the thing that when we have when i have clients and they're on the other side and they're 
dealing with some of these issues and they have their guides or the angels who are there. Uh, the one thing that they really stress is that, you know, we love you no matter what you did. It's okay. You need to love yourself and forgive yourself, mm -hmm. you know, for that. And you need to forgive others, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, and and just way. like I was saying that in that scenario that Regan was talking about, the husband was probably upset because, you know, there's a lot of, um, of, um, of the the couples you know whoever it is if one is is feeling like because i know when i was nursing and taking care of the baby i was uh, i was struggling having some relationship with my 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 husband and he was getting triggered because his love language is acts of service and yeah and and um and the loving actions of, of reality which is actions and so you know those scenarios wasn't coming so there was there's this tit for, you know, there's, there's this situation that was coming up and, and so we get, we get triggered, but there again, is if we can kind of say, Oh, wait a minute, you know, I, I know that I, I had this action and it caused this situation at the same time though, I understand that, that we were both triggered in a bad way. And, and, you know, sometimes we have a human interaction or a human action with a situation that is very human. And Kate, um, you said it perfectly. I almost hear uh, humans are um, difficult or de yeah, definitely, definitely creatures of habit. And so it's tricky to change ways. Um, perseverance makes a huge difference though. Oh, I would say definitely because, and my statement is, um, uh, you know, practice makes better. Practice makes better. It's not about being perfect, but pra practice makes better. And that's one thing that I always strive for in my life is to practice to do better. Practice to do better because I'm still going to be human and I'm still going to make quotation marks around the, the word mistakes, flubbles, um, interesting moments where I'm learning, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, whatever you want to call it. So mm -hmm. it's a thing. So Kate asked about, um, she, she talked about this real quick. I want to, cause we're coming down on an hour and uh, I just looked at the clock and um, it's 12, <coughs> one, two, three, four, 1234. Um, and I keep seeing the sequences of one, two, three constantly, but not sure what it means. Well, you know, one is about new startings. Two is about putting our feet in the ground and, doing that action three is about seeing the rewards of what we've done in the beginnings and the, and the getting things and going and one, two, three, four, it's about the steps. You're going to take one step one, then you're going to take step two, then you're going to take step three, then you're going to take step four. And it's all that magical numbers that keeps us going. Just like I saw four, four, four. And that's about the, um, the magical numbers of you're, you're getting it. You're getting into the mode. You're, you're getting home. You're, you're, you're getting that wheel turning. It's kind of like your guys are shifting into that fourth gear to get the car moving faster. You know, it's that movement faster. So with that, we have these numbers that, that do it. So if you look up, just Google, what is the spiritual meaning of one, two, three, four? And, and that can help you out a little bit. Also, there's a lot of books out about angel numbers and that kind of stuff, Kate. So numbers are very huge how the human or the universe sees it. I see um, 7-11, which is my birthday, and 9-11, which is endings with magical new beginnings because 11 is a magical prayer. So I see endings, which is about endings, 
to create magical new beginnings. So whenever I see nine, I always think of endings with magical new beginnings. Yeah, you, you, Natasha, you seem to know a lot about, I guess you would consider these numbers you see as part of, would that be part of numerology? Numerology, um, a way that the universe speaks to us, just like they'll put yeah. animals in our way. Um, like I walked out the back door and I saw a deer um, in, uh, in um, outside my door. I was like, whoa, hi there. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, you know, we have these animals that are coming up and numbers are the same way. So if we can constantly see the numbers, you can Google um, spiritual meanings for um, those numbers. Well, you know, I didn't. Um, well, I've always kind of believed in, uh, in numerology and everything. But the more the older that I get and the more evidence there is out there on how everything in life is ma is mathematical. You know, like there's a book called Sacred Geometry. Mm -hmm. And it's it's a beautiful book for people to get an understanding of how um, everything in nature and everything has it has uh, some sort of geometric uh, configuration or patterns and things. And you see how, you know, just like when we in, uh, invented the computers and everything is uh, it's a series of zeros and ones, you know, and everything mm -hmm. that we have. Well, in a way, um, you know, there's. Um, numbers and things have it's just like numbers have different energies just as sounds have different energies how colors have different energies that they have and when you combine everything together um, it's what makes it's what makes the whole world you know go around so uh, we're under beginning to understand that more and more all the time you know about um, how uh, um, well it's just like uh, the sounds you know different sounds um, of um, of sentences or words sometimes or the way that they're said and the intonations it's like someone playing a symphony well you can have 10 people play the same symphony and and you have 10 different interpretations of those of notes the exactly on the way that they're played and that's why sometimes it sounds just mechanical like there's no heart in it and other times you can listen to a piece of music with someone who is really feeling it and it that same you know or, or just like sometimes, you know, even in karaoke, people have different interpretations of some of the songs and some of them will really move you and others don't, you know. Exactly. It it's an do, it's uh, <clears throat> amazing. Yeah, it, it's yeah. a personal perception. But I just Googled one, two, three, four. And like I was saying, it's the steps. You're on the right <laughs> track. You're you're going forward. Keep moving forward. But remember, it's about one step. Then the second step, the third step, then the fourth step and the fifth step. So keep Moving and if you see, um, let's say five, six, seven, eight, you know, or or those kinds of numbers, that know that you're kind of getting, you've done the preliminary stuff because one, two, three is the beginning work, right? You're you're beginning, you're on your track, and like you talked about last time, that you're very, you're on the younger side of life compared to us, so you know that you you're beginning your steps. So believe in who you are, and if you see later numbers like three, four, five then you know that you're actually in a stage that you're starting to do some some inner later work because those numbers are about the inner later work. And so with that, trust that. But she says, thank you very much for answering my questions. Um, I really appreciate you both in these sessions every week. So you are more yeah. than welcome, Kate. Yeah, We're Kate. grateful that you interact with us and thank you. Remember, if you want to get more specialized, we're both open for sessions. And we, even though you're across the, the pond, as my friend used to say, who used to live in England, now in New Zealand, you know, that, that, um, that it is something that we can help you with to get more personal. So. Yeah. Well, I'm surprised just how um, 
I, not anymore, but I mean, I, I say surprised because I was for so many years about how um, medical intuitives and mediums like you or even the work that I do, how because of COVID, we found out we could do these life between life sessions remotely. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just like I'm here and you would be my client and I would have you relax and and and, you know, guide you into a deep state of trance. And you would go to the uh, the other side, spend a couple hours and come back. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, it's amazing uh, what can be done. It's like there's there's no distance. You know, it's just like everything is instantaneous. Everything is is, uh, you know, we're learning about this, you know, oneness, you know, mm -hmm. Um so, yeah, any, anybody needs to get hold of me, go to my website, visittheafterlife.com, and uh, have a lot of videos up there on the different tabs that you have. One is about this process we do where we help people to uh, have that um, afterlife experience where you get to visit the afterlife for a few hours. Uh, but there's also good th uh, ones on there in traditional therapies with, uh, uh, to teach you about hypnosis, about the tapping and so forth. Uh, and... Um, um, so if I can help anybody out there with regular therapy, um, or with the spiritual therapy, I'm always here to help. And uh, if you go to the contact page, oh, matter of fact, I haven't gone to my, my thing in two weeks that I have to, uh, send out all these free books because people go to my site. I found out I have, um, I think I've had almost 12,000 people visit it now, my site. So Wow, congratulations. That's over a period of time, but still, you know, mm -hmm. people are getting there and I'm sending out a lot of free you know, ebook versions of uh, of um, the uh, reincarnation is real, which is about all the current research being done around the world. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, it's and, definitely real. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here because I've lived too many lifetimes not to yeah. say that that it's not real. <laughs> well, again, you know what I'm starting to say because of our research, we realize Natasha, we really it's just a different way of looking at this. It's that we do just have one life because we're born over there. Okay, mm -hmm. so that's our our one life over there. We're God creates us over on the other side, and we're just down here having experiences. You know, choosing in a physical form. Mm -hmm. In a physical form. So when you look at it that way, we do just have you know we're just one, one been born one time of who we really are. But then we put on all these different bodies and things to have all these different kinds of of uh, you know of different lifetimes to learn of interactions because we become better souls that way. Mm -hmm. So. That's a very true statement. And, you know, that's one thing that, um, you know, I have a lot of past lives in, in the physical form. Yeah. Because in yeah, the spiritual the form, form, I have one. One. <laughs> good way to put it. You always have a good way of putting things. I like that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're educating me all the time. <laughs> I appreciate that. Okay. So you can reach me at angelicclarifications.com. And if you know of anybody who could use this conversation, please share it. Please um, like it. Please um, ask somebody to subscribe to our station, um, to my YouTube channel, Natasha Venter, Angelic Clarifications, so that, you know, they can hear these conversations um, and, and that kind of stuff. And I hope that everybody has a wonderful, wonderful Hanukkah and, and Christmas and Kwanzaa or whatever you believe in. Even just remember that you're loved and the <coughs> angels are with you. So on Wednesday at, at 4 o'clock Pacific time on Life Clarifications with Natasha, my show, I'm going to be talking about the doorway that we have because it's actually going to be on the solstice that my show is going to be on. So oh, I'm, awesome. it's going to be on this winter solstice. So I'm going to be talking about this what's really going on right now in depth. So 
with that, I hope that you find blessings Very and know show. that no no one is walking alone. Please remember still, that you are, are loved. Are you still doing that, um, that book discussion also? Yes, How's I am. Coming? Yeah, it, it's coming good. Um, it's going to start um, uh, January 5th. I postponed the second store, uh, the second book study because I have one that's going on and we're in chapter two and they're finding that it's amazing what they're finding out about things. And this book is called um, uh, Overcoming Under Earning. And oh, my gosh, it's um, by um, Brenda Stanley. That um, What's it look like? Um, I do not have it. I have it over Okay, there. but it's called, okay, so it's been, it, people are finding it very helpful. They are, and I do not have it up on my website because of the fact that um, I'm being careful who I take, and so I haven't, I put it out there, but then at the same time, I'm I'm logistically, so if you want to, if you want to do this book study, please go to um, Natasha Venter Angelic Clarifications and, and message me if you would like to do it, because so, this book is very are, interesting. The people that uh, are going to this book discussion, are you asking them to go ahead and, and buy the book so they can have it right there as you go through? Yes, it's a so it's a workbook. Good. Yes, okay. because the author did a great job in writing it. We are just reviewing the the chapters as we go and having a having discussions about what triggers us. How do we work through that trigger? And then us having these discussions mm -hmm. are are bringing awarenesses. Like there's a perspective really that. But there's a perspective that some, that one person has that's helping another person. And then um, then there's another person that has a perspective that's helping somebody else. And then I have a perspective that's helping somebody else. And we're having these perspectives and these awarenesses because we're all in different places. And it's amazing that that it, it's just a, I'm just in awe of where we're finding ourselves going to. That is just yeah. been a blessing. It's blessing. So I have a, a book study that is starting um, the uh, September or uh, January 5th. It's the first Thursday of 2023 and it's um, uh, overcoming under earnings and it's Barbara Stanley. Um, I think is her, I, the last name is, is a question here. So um, with that, that if you would like to do that, and if, if I get a lot of people who want to do a third book study, I'll be starting that probably in February. So wow, it, it's great. one of those things that I am so grateful that this book gets really, um, there's a lot of people that are really looking at their shadows and those shadows are what's keeping us back from having an amazing life. Cause it's not about overcoming under earning. It's about under being. It's under being. We're under being ourselves. Under being ourselves, right? You know, and that's that's the statement. And and I'm loving this book because it's actually making us to be ourselves and being ourselves. Like there's no need to be afraid of the power that each of us has and of using exactly. that power, right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And so this book is triggering a lot of those scenarios for us. So if you're interested. Exciting. Please, um, and like I said, it's not, I probably should put it up on my website and I'm thinking I might, but it's a tricky place when you're working with somebody else's book, you know, type of thing. So I'm yeah. wanting to honor the author of this book and, and doing book studies. Yeah, so. I would, I mean, as an author, if someone was doing that to a, a book that I had, that would be the purpose of the book is to educate people. She actually says that, talk with people, interact right, with yeah. people. So she's she's very much pushing it. So I want to reach out to her and, and, and see how much I can advertise um, 
you know, logistically, you know, because yeah. I want to honor okay. the copyright. So right. um, I need to reach out to the author. But um, I am so enjoying this book study because I totally give the power to the author. We as people are having conversations about it. Yeah. So yep. if you're interested. We're all, here to, we're all here helping each other. Exactly. Exactly. So come and watch us. Um, are we going to be here next week? It's the day after Christmas, the 26th. Um, you want to take a week off? Let's take a week off. Okay. So we will be back. Happy New Year's. Merry Christmas. Yes. We will be back. Um, what is the first? That would be the second, right? <clears throat> yeah. And you know, I think, uh, well, people listening now, It'll be the Maybe second. Maybe we can talk about uh, resolutions and how to be sure and keep them. Oh. Because that's the hard one. It's easy to make the resolution, but how do you follow through and how do you actually keep that resolution so that you actually affect the change that you want to affect, okay? Because exactly. I think everybody watching now, they know that they've made tons of resolutions, but they've only half-heartedly gone into it or they've only made a little change or they've gotten frustrated and quit, you know. Exactly, so. exactly. So next week we will not be here. It's the day after Christmas, um, according to my belief system. Um, and um, so we will be back on January 2nd. So yeah. please uh, have a wonderful um, Christmas holidays and it, whatever you believe in. And know that if you're with someone or not, that you are not alone. You have family members, you have angels, you have your higher power that is giving you love and gifts. So blessings to all. And please, like I said, if you want to um, share this with anybody, please um, share, like, and um, subscribe because we have more shows like this. So see you January 2nd, talking about yep. um, talking about um, resolutions. Resolutions. Ha New I lost resolutions. the word. No, I lost <laughs> the word. <laughs> blessings all. Thank you for watching. Right. Have a great um, couple of weeks here. Bye now. Have a great Christmas. Yes. Or